Hi everyone, welcome to Church Online. My name's Jono, so glad you can be here as we kick off a new series from the book of Romans in the Bible. And so uh, with me today, we've got a slightly nervous but um, enthusiastic, why don't you introduce yourself, mate? Yeah, hi, uh, my name's Luke Brennan. Um, I'm 42 years old and part of the One Hope family for about two years now. And um, he's definitely got the nervous part right. <laughs> That's good. Well, do you know what? We thought there'd be no better way than to kick off our Roman series where Paul talks all about life transformation than to hear about one of those stories. And this is about Luke's life. So why don't you just give us a bit of backstory, mate, about, you know, where you grew up, bit of family, that kind of yeah. stuff for people. Yeah, well, I grew up in um, down the south, southwest, uh, down Warrnambool Way. I um, had three brothers, grew up in a, uh, a Catholic family, sort of... Um, Went, went to church until I was sort of uh, got to the age where I got told I didn't have to anymore and that was it for me as far as faith. You're out yeah, the door. Out the yeah, door. We grew up loving my sport. Um, sort of, yeah, just... Uh, what about family? Yeah, yeah, so I've got two daughters, um, Madison and Cadence. They're, um, they're 13 and 14 now. And... Um, so you've turned into the daggy dad. you got teenagers, mate. Yeah, I've got teenagers, <laughs> yeah. Yep. That's good, that's good. The, um, you know, we're talking about the book of Romans and I'd like to share this passage with people today. It's from Romans 3, 23 and 24. And Paul really simply says, like, it's going back to a little bit at Christmas time where we talked about the bad news and the good news. And you'll see that both in this passage again, where he says, you know, all of us have sinned. We all fall, fall short of God's glorious standard. Yet God, in his grace, he freely makes us right in his sight. And that's the transformation bit. How did he do this? He did this through Christ Jesus when he freed us from the penalty for our sins. All our dysfunction, all the stuff that we could never deal with, God took that upon himself in Jesus Christ. And I want to come back to those words, Luke, where it says, you know, God made us right in his sight. He made us right and pure. And what, what comes to your mind when you hear those words, being made right with God? Well, I think with my story, Jono, um, I can't really tell the story of being made right without sort of telling how broken I was in life. Um, so not, not long after my girls were born, I had a marriage breakdown and I was lucky enough for my two girls, they came and lived with me. I, I raised my two daughters for eight and a half years by myself. Um, after that time, the girls went to live with their mum and I just really didn't handle it well. I ended up... Um, with an ice addiction, mm. sort of, uh, which led to other things, led to, um, you know, things that come with addiction. I've gone from years of sort of, I think the worst thing I ever did was have a speeding fine. Mm. Next thing I knew, I was getting arrested a lot, committing crimes. I just became someone I never thought I'd be. I was in, in and out of court, mm. which in turn led to um, the breakdown of any relationship with my daughters and anyone else that really ever, ever cared about me. Um, this all culminated with me after living like this for two and a half years, um, going to jail. Mm. Um, so I was really, I sort of became someone I never thought I'd be and I was, I was just, yeah, just really lost to the world, yeah. I remember one time we were chatting and you just made this throwaway line about how you said, like, my life just unravelled and I, I got to a point where I felt like I didn't even care. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely, like, um... I, I honestly thought that after living like that for a couple of years that that was that was my life. Yeah, that that was my lot. And even even when I went to jail the first time, 
I just thought that's the person I was, that I, who I'd became, and I guess not having my daughters in my life, there was just, there really wasn't a care factor. Yeah. And then um, after the first time I got out of jail, it was only a couple of weeks when I got locked up again for a, another offence, and it was just going to be just a, just an ongoing thing, mm. I think, in life. If, if nothing changed, nothing would have changed, yeah. Yeah, I remember you... Um you know, to give people some idea, like what was the, you shared with me the figure of like your, your kind of rap sheet that you got in trouble, like it was kind of high 20s, early 30s yeah. kind of like you were. Yeah, well later on, later on I, um, I had to get a copy of my police record when I was going for a job and um, I ended up, there was over 30 convictions in that small, small two and a half year span and I, I couldn't even believe it later on. Um, yeah, I didn't even realise sort of how, how far out of control that my life had gotten, yeah. Yeah. We're going to touch on that police record later on because yep. there's some great stuff in there. But um, t tell us a bit about, you know, this sense of brokenness, this sense of lostness. And there was a moment that, like, life essentially really changed for you, wasn't there? Where yeah. you Tell us a bit about how, you know, jail, the next step that you, you yep. found a community that, yep. th you know, you just really started. Yeah. Yeah. Well, as far as um, I felt, disengaged from anyone that loved me. Lucky enough, I still had people that cared a lot about me, even though I didn't realise it. Um, obviously, my mum, my nan prayed for me every night, you know, and I had aunties and uncles that lived here in Geelong who uh, linked me in with um, Foundation 61. Hmm. So I remember when I got out of jail last time, they've said that we want you to sort of just have a look at this place, give it a go, you know, and um, I looked it up on the internet and it was Foundation 61, based around the teachings of Isaiah 61, which is to free the prisoners. Which is in the Bible, of course. In like the Bible, Bible of course, yeah. 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 So yeah. My, my initial reaction was, um, there's no way known that I'm going to some Bible bashing camp sort of thing. You know? <laughs> Take me back to jail. Take, yeah, like, yeah. yeah, so, but, um, but uh, yeah, I come up just more so because my family had done so much for me mm. um, up that time. And I think having that period where I was away cleared my head a bit, so I was willing to give it a chance. And um, coming as far as sort of religion, it was a, a once a week, a Sunday thing at some place called Barrowville Hills. Besides that, yeah, you were coming up to the Barrow campus. Yeah, yeah so yeah. so I said I'd give it a chance and sort of um, yeah. So in uh, April April two thousand and nineteen, I went to Foundation sixty one. Yeah. Hmm. Some people will be really familiar when we say Foundation 61. Yep. Just give us a little snapshot for those yeah. who might not be Yeah, so well, Foundation 61 is a living community of about, there's 15 rooms of just of men with life, um, life affecting issues. It could be drugs, it could be alcohol, gambling, just really, it's just an amazing place that, um, as I said, it's based around the teachings of Isaiah 61, which is to, to free the prisoners. So um, it's run by an amazing man, Rob Litsky, which most of the One Hope family would probably know. And or heard his name, or yeah. heard his name, yeah. yeah. Right. And, yeah, just, yeah, um, yeah, so you go there, it's a six-month program, go in there and just sort of get your life back on track is the idea, yeah. Yeah. And so you rock up to, well, first of all, you're like, you know, experiencing this community, which probably wasn't a whole lot like you expected at Foundo, and then you come along to church, yeah. your experience of people. Um, I still remember the first day that we came to church. Um, I went outside after the service and I said to another, another lad, it was his first time too, that I'd, I'd just forgotten there was, there was these sort of people in the world. Like I'd been living in a world for years where everyone had an angle or was just, 
ulterior motive and I just came to this place and it was just, there was joy amongst, not, I didn't know anyone, so it wasn't directly at, uh, at me, but just seeing the people in the community, um, it just really, really spoke to me. There was something different about these people and it was, it was really attractive. And so that was my first yeah, initial reaction just about coming, just, um, it was really a, a, an eyes opening of, yeah. of where, because when, you, when you're caught in that addiction, you think that's the world and you sort of just lose lose track of, of everything but that sort of life you're living, yeah. 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 And I'm, I can only imagine that, you know, when you're in that moment that, you know, the way that you view yourself and the way that you think about yourself, there's a chance that you think everybody else feels that yeah. way as yep. well. And so that maybe, uh, if I'm, I don't want to put words in your mouth, no. but like that's that experience where we talk about building community, like that you, you're speaking to that, like, oh, I experienced something that I was different, yeah, like yeah, different to the way that I maybe even viewed yeah, myself. Yep. Yeah, I guess, um, yeah, when you sort of, when, you, when you're caught up in that life, you just have such a negative view of yourself that you can't help but think that's how, how everyone must, must view you, yeah. Mm, mm. Whereas, um, where it's, yeah, it's definitely not true. It's, it's, it's your own persona you're putting on yourself. And, yeah. Whereas, um, and it was, it was coming, coming mm. to you that, that sort of you realise that that's... And that gives you hope too that when you realise other people aren't looking like you were or thinking about you like that hmm. that um maybe yeah maybe you're not actually like that you yeah. know gives you a chance to give yourself a different mindset about yourself yeah yeah so you know you're in that life you've 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 started at founder you've started come along to church i can only imagine like so your nan and some of these from arm's length your nan and these aunties and uncles that have been praying for you like they're they're just feeling like a couple of boxes are being ticked here yeah. like oh he's gone to a christian rehab thing he's got connected into church like oh what like maybe god's up to something here um would you share with everyone too um about your experience where a, a different community part of our church which was um alpha yep. like would you be able to speak to that for a moment yeah definitely um well, Alpha was amazing for me. I think Alpha was, we talk about um, the mustard seed. About as was, When I came to Fando, I was, as I said, uh, an atheist, you know, from the age where I didn't have to go to church anymore. My rational mind had no, had no place for God, you know. And it was by coming to Alpha that that mustard seed was planted. You know, you had that, that community, but just also that dialogue back and forth, you know. Also at, at Fando, um, you know, we had Monday night prayer groups, or not prayer groups, but sort of um, Bible lessons. But that was more of a, more of a, initially, there's nothing to do on a Monday night, so we sort of tagged along, but it was all that mustard seed that just started something, yeah, started just me asking questions amongst myself, and Alpha played a huge part of that. It was, it was because of Alpha, I'd say, that I actually, actually came to faith, and, you know, I went home and opened my own, opened my own Bible, and, um, sort of put my put my head in the word and mm. wanted to ask more questions yeah 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 that's so good i mean you probably want to give a shout out to a couple of people who are on that alpha course i know you mentioned um there was a very nan-like figure on your table i yeah. think do you want to give her a bit of a shout out because i know you that she made a bit of an impression on you at uh yeah oh yeah ian and jenny um haynes haynes ian and jenny haynes were amazing i was i was blessed enough too to have this great man was as the table leader so um yeah, it's, it's spectacular. Sort of, it was, it was a small group. It was really only the four of us for most of it. But yeah, yeah. yeah they were amazing support. And then later on, and still now today, I still get a phone call. Like they, they still touch base, ask how I'm going in life, and they've just been a, an amazing support yeah. for me. 
they, they would come out to Fando and visit me, you know, that's just, um, yeah. It's great. And then you yeah, had, fantastic. Um, I think you had Bismatic there as well, floating around the edges, wanting yeah, to give, you, give yeah. you a big hug and, you know, encourage you. Well, with, with Fando, um, it was actually a six-month program, as I said. Yeah. And as I got to the end of the six months, um, I just knew something was just telling me that it wasn't time, I wasn't ready to leave. So I actually stayed and, and did 10 months of, of the program, which they allowed to do. Um, which allowed me to do Alpha a second time. Mm. So yeah, the second time I had the great Bismatic as my table head and um, it was a whole new experience too because first time I did Alpha, I came in as an atheist and the second time I came, um, I got, actually got baptised while I was at Fando. There was um, five of us, it was an amazing day. Um, yeah, so the second time I had atheists at the table that I could sort of relate to that and sort of give a point of view for someone that's just new to faith which is one of many ways god has used that's me it. since i came to faith yeah yeah so um but yeah at Fando, you know as coming to faith we ended up having a, a morning bible study during the um the uh purpose-driven life we had a group of about eight of us doing that every morning and it was just a really amazing time. The Holy Spirit was just working in, in that place for, for a heap of us and I was just really blessed to, yeah. to go through there when I did, yeah. It's good. And, you know, um, we were chatting the other day and you just said, um, I'll just reference this, the role of people. You mentioned your family and friends and so the people who loved you through that time. And I recall you saying, I jotted this down, there were people who I thought weren't in my life anymore but they were there the whole time. And you said... I just like I wouldn't have wanted to be in my life if I were them, and that's that's so powerful that yeah. sense of community and people yeah. that love you. And so I mean, it was it was those people I think that played such an important role. To what about if we skip forward a little? Yeah, you know the Luke that went into rehab and the Luke that went that came out of rehab. Tell us a bit about that. You start to yep. serve. You're helping out here and there. Well, you know, just um, <laughs> amazing. The the Luke that went into rehab with no faith compared to the Luke that come out, you know, we talk about the fruits of the Spirit and since opening my heart to Jesus and getting baptised, you know, I think of, of love, peace, kindness, patience, goodness, all the fruits of the Spirit. Not, just none of them were, I had, when I went to Fando, none of them had any part of my life to when I came out, I was just overflowing. Mm. I, I was just transformed by, by Jesus. You know, I tell people that I could have gone to foundation to um, learn to battle my addictions, but it, it, it was something else that for me to leave the hell I did. It was, it was by having that faith and having Jesus in my life and being touched by the Holy Spirit. I was just a, a whole new person. So I left there and I had a real heart to serve, which was amazing because I was such a selfish person when I came in there. And um, I was able to link in with One Care, yeah. which uh, a lot of the... One Hope family would know is the food distribution and support services down on Paco there off Candover Street. So I linked in there with Nicole Riddle and um, she, she got me working a couple of days a week and I was able to link in there. Just serve, yeah, I just had a real heart to serve, you know, which is something new to me and I got more joy out of that than, than anything really else at the time. Also I had the connections that were broken, you know, I had my girls back in my life, they were coming to stay with me. Um, I was just, yeah, they talk about being reborn. The look that went in compared to the look that came out, it was, it was, it was just an amazing trans yeah. transformation by, by the Holy Spirit. Yeah. yeah, that's good. So 
um, you're, yeah, like life is different and you're like, okay, do I study? Do I work? You know, what do I do now? Paint the picture for people. You're rocking up first day of like a course that you've chosen yep. to do. Yep. Over to you. Okay, so when I was out of, uh, about 10 months out of Fando, I, I found out a, a course was being run for, for the hospital for PSA, which is, I guess, used to be called orderlies. So um, definitely felt a calling, like this is something, it's another chance to serve. And yeah, there was just something in me that wanted to have a go at this. So I've signed up for the course, I got accepted. Very exciting. And the very first day of the course, um, we sat down, you know, first morning and they've gone, oh, by the way, we need a copy of your police record. You know, it's obviously it's a position of, of trust working in a hospital and, and my heart's just sunk. You know, I've just gone, well, this is, this is going to be an issue, isn't it? Yep. So actually at the first break, I've gone up to the coordinator from the hospital and said, um, just so you know, you know, I, I, when I get my police record, there's going to be something on it and... Might be a couple of pages. Yeah, yeah, and he's just gone, oh, well, this is going to be an issue. He's gone, you can continue the course until then, but when we get it, and I just I just knew that, yeah, I, I just felt this giant big wall put yeah. up in front of me as far as being able to do this course, and yeah. and I really, I, I had felt that it was it was God calling me to do this, so I was a bit, I was confused, I was, um, you know, so all I could do was, in the situation, there was nothing I could do. So I just, yeah, I had to surrender it to God and hand it up to him. Heap of praying. My life group were praying into the situation. My family, the wonderful people down at, at One Care, you know, we just, there's the only way for any breakthrough in this situation is, is through God. Hmm. Yeah, if, if this is your will, God, you're going to make this happen because, and like I was getting letters of recommendation from people and everything I could do, but everyone's saying this, you know, don't get your hopes up. Yeah, yeah there yeah. was, it really, it, so I got my um, my police record to hand in. I've, as I said before, I've looked at it and there was 30 convictions. Um, and yeah, I was sort of shocked myself. I didn't realise once again just how far my life had sort of spiralled out of control. So I held off as long as I could to sort of hand this in and the coordinator at the hospital was sort of getting on to me going, we need this, you know, so... I've emailed it off to him and that very morning we were sitting in class and he's walked in and he's gone, okay, everyone, everyone go to break, you know, I need to speak to someone and once again my heart's dropped. I've gone, you knew who it was, right? This is going to be embarrassing, <laughs> I'm going to have to get my books and I'm going to have to... <laughs> Where's ha Luke? Have oh, to he's, leave. he's finished yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, so everyone's gone out hmm. and he's come up and he said, uh, listen, I've been to the HR this morning and I've been to the TIC of the hospital since you were so open and honest from the get-go, we're willing to give you a chance and um, continue doing the course. And I, I still get goosebumps now just thinking of the situation because it was just so obviously um, a, a movement of God breakthrough. You know, we talk about breakthroughs in the church and this was God just smashing through that wall that had been put there and just showing his glory to me. You know, mm. it was, mm. I really just get tingles now thinking about it. Yeah. You know, I've been at the hospital now for over 12 months and just go from strength to strength. And um, so many times since I've been there that I've seen God use me in my position, whether it's to pray for people or just even talk to people, talk in a situation. I guess God's using my past for my, my bad times now mm. to um, be able to 
talk to people that are in theirs, yeah. yeah. It's well, just, just amazing. I mean, that, that is so just an incredible work of God. And I love what you said about how you're like, you felt that, like, that, that's life, isn't it, sometimes? Like, feeling like we hear God speak to us and go, this is what I want you to do, but you described it like a wall. Like, well, why is yeah. there this wall? One thing I just so appreciate about, like, hearing that part of your story is when, when Paul talks about God, like, making us right through Jesus Christ, like, that's the work we can't do for ourselves. But then there's also like living in a way that we know God wants us to. And so you just not quitting. Like the easy thing would have just been to go like, as soon as they said like, oh, police record, you're like done. I'm just, I'm going to check out of this course. Like I'm not going to get a rip and, you know, but you've felt that conviction. So it's like, actually, no, I'm going to do what I feel is right. Even though in this moment, God's got to show up. Like where's God in this? Like there's this huge obstacle. Like that's, it's both, it's God and us, like I hear that in your in your story there. Yep. It's, it's it's incredible. And so, you know, um, would you briefly just share? I know we can't mention names because of um, where you work, but even God using you through COVID. Like, would you yep. be able to share an example of that? Because a lot of people couldn't go in and visit their loved yeah. ones. But yep. yeah, yeah, we had um, had a, a, a dear friend who was um, yeah terminally ill with with cancer, and her husband couldn't go and visit her and. I just happened to be put on put on her ward um, at the time during COVID, and yeah, her husband couldn't come and visit her, so I was able to go in her, see her, pray, and just comfort her. Yeah. There's other times when I've been in just in ED, and pe- people have come through, whether it's from from uh, One Hope or just other people. You know, I've walked in rooms where people have just just had the Bible out. You know, I was just studying, yeah. and um, you know. Just ask him if I could pray for him. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just um, just God putting me putting me in a position mm. where I could sort of yep. yeah be there. Yeah. I love that. Like you know whatever whatever is happening in our lives and the last couple of years it's been COVID, hasn't it? Where it's like you know COVID isn't the obstacle for God doing His work and placing you in the right place at the right time when you know there's nothing more that these passionate. Christian people that have been following Jesus for so many years, like they can't, this husband and wife can't be together and pray. And like you said, she's really unwell, but yet God in his provision puts you right in that place. Like that, that just so reaffirms to me when I hear that, like God's amazing. Like when we're willing to put ourselves in a position where it's like, God, whatever you want to do, however you want to use me, like here I am. And maybe there's times where we can't plan it or expect it. And you know, it's good. Hey, yeah. I know. Um, I know our, our kids this Sunday are talking in their kids' programs. Their big idea, their big idea is like, sin separates, but salvation through Jesus unites us. And yeah. I mean, that's so your story, isn't it? Yeah. Tell us a little bit about how you know the um, that unites us with God and others, like the gift yeah. of Jesus. Tell us a bit about family life for you now. Well, I, I think the, um, the the most amazing thing after all the story I've told you is. Just over the last couple of months, I've actually had my two daughters come back in my life, living with me now. Mm. You know, which is something that you know, not that long ago was seemed so impossible. So, you've come full circle. We've got my girls back living with me in my life. Um, just as far as uniting, you know, I grew up in in that, that uh, Catholic sort of atmosphere, but um, something I never learned about was just that relationship with Jesus. And that's that's one of the main things I've taken in in this faith that I have now, is just the amazing the amazing relationship that I know that I can I can pray and God's listening. He's working in my life, which yeah. is so obvious. 
And I, th I think the, the, main, the main connection I have back is within myself, who I am. You know, I'm, I'm probably more who I'm supposed to be now, that Jesus is in my life and God's in my life, than I've ever been. I'm not probably, I, I actually, I know that I am. You know, the more I get to being like how God planned me to be, is the more, the more whole that I feel. So it's, um, I'm just living an amazing life that I never thought was possible. And, yeah. and it's, all, it's all through um, through the work of God, yeah. Yeah, it really is Paul's words, isn't it? Like we've all fallen short, yet through the gift of Jesus Christ, we're restored and we're made whole and we're made into right relationship yep. with God. Um, hey, to wrap up our time, like is there anything that you would like to add? What maybe, what, what would you say to people who are, tuning in for Church Online yep. today, they may find themselves in a similar position to yeah. you. They may, you know, at any one time, whatever, like there's stuff in us that yep. is broken and yep. lost. What, you know, any final thoughts? For yeah, me? well, I guess I'd speak out to anyone for starters. If, if you've got someone in your life who might be caught in addiction or you might just feel that they're lost to faith and to God and you don't know where they're going, I'd, I'd just say, you know, don't give up hope. Definitely. You know, it was only at my very, very brokenness that God got me to make me whole. You know, without being where I, where I was, then I, I, I would never have come to faith. So I don't regret any of my story. If that's what it took for me to be where I am today, you know, thank you. Thank you, Jesus, you know. So as far as your situation, whoever you're thinking of now, or it could be yourself, you know, there's always hope as long as Jesus is in the situation. Then, then his work's there. All you need is that mustard seed. That's mm -hmm. all it need. You know, just keep praying for your loved ones. Just, just keep believing in yourself that whatever you, your lot is, that that doesn't. It's not how it has to be. You know, if you just, just surrender your, surrender your situation, whatever it is, up to Jesus. You know, he's there listening. And um, yeah, I'll just, just bless you, bless you for, and whoever you're thinking of. Yep. Mm. And um, you, we were chatting the other day and you just said, you know, again, that without being, bro being broken, we can't be made whole. Yep. But that's what God wants to do. I, I want to say thanks so much for coming in today, mate. And um, would you please pray for us and people who are connecting today? Yeah, that be sure. Right? Definitely. All right, let's do that together. Luke will pray and I'll just wrap up. Dear Lord God, I just want to, I want to come to you and thanks for starters, just that I could share this message today. I, I hope that uh, this testimony could just be an encouragement to anyone out there listening, um, just that they can have confidence in your works and and we don't understand the way that, you know, your plan, it mightn't be clear at times, but there is a, if we have faith in you that there's there's great things there that just waiting for us. So, um, yeah, I, I pray for you and thanks. I want to pray for whoever that, people out there might be thinking of that they've got someone in a situa similar situation that, you know, that that mustard seed can be planted and that your works can start taking place in their life and just for breakthrough in whatever situation that they're thinking of. Um, and I pray this in your name, Jesus. Yeah. Amen. 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 If, um, if you can identify with what um, Luke has said today, that sense of brokenness, and you've never um, invited Jesus to be part of your life, you haven't experienced, you would say, I haven't experienced that freedom and that, like, that sense of that I need to be made right with God. 
um, after we sing together, there's going to be a really simple prayer that's going to come up on the screen. You can pray, simply pray that in your heart. So two-step process, encourage you to pray the words of that prayer. And then secondly, we'd love, just get in touch with someone. If there's a committed Christian that you have in your life, chat with them, let them know that you've prayed that prayer and say, hey, what, what can I do from here to um, grow in my relationship with God? Otherwise, um, contact info of the church will be up there. We've got a bunch of leaders who'd love nothing more to um, be in touch with you and, and chat and just support you in that um, amazing life-changing decision. So there's your two steps. Thanks for joining everyone today. Thanks again to Luke. And if you see this friendly fella around, make sure you pat him on the back and say hi. So take care, everyone. See you soon.